Hello to you. Hello to you too. Good morning, one and all. Uh, I am Julian. I'm the youth coordinator here at New Penn, if you don't know me. Uh, now, full disclosure, we're going to be getting into the B-I-B-L-E this morning, the Bible. So go and get your Bibles out uh, if you don't have them. And while some of you are running around the rooms looking for that Bible, blowing the dust off uh, from last week, I'm going to give you this quote from our life in ISO. Lockdown, you, go, you, you can only go four ways. You either come out a monk, a hunk, a chunk or a drunk. Choose wisely. I chose hunk, clearly. Uh, no, just joking. Uh, but on an aside, I really am into fitness videos um, and that's something I've been doing a lot in ISO. Uh, check out this from Zoom Youth. Us girls did a little bit of shout out to the ladies out there. We did a little bit of online Zumba. So there we are getting our kind of Zumba on. Um, and as many of you know, I used to be a dietitian, so I really actually am into fitness and lockdown being what it, what it is and what it was and having two kids, I've had to do a bit of um, a lot of online classes. And the guy I've been, the guy I've actually been doing, he's this British guy and he's like, he says, go lunge, go lunge, higher, higher. Um, it's very cheesy, uh, but it is slightly motivating. It's more motivating than um, standing in a room by yourself, really. And this is what the author of Hebrews, we've been looking at Hebrews, is kind of like in a way. It's a bit of a stretch, but let's go with it. He's a fitness instructor, right? And he's, wrote, he's written this letter, this, this letter of Hebrews to strengthen, that's right, to strengthen, to teach, convict, empower and encourage this group of Christians who are being persecuted for, the, for their faith. He, he wants to rev them up. He wants to strengthen them. He wants to encourage them in what they're doing because he doesn't want to see them being these kind of weak Christians that blob, blob along and drift away. But he wants them to know what they live for and then live it out. Um, so we're, we're, looking at, we're looking at Hebrews today again. Um, let us pray before we get into the word. Lord, I just pray that we may be strengthened by your word this morning. Help us as we go through the text to really understand what's going on and apply it to our lives. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I've got a special guest for you all this morning in the studios. Uh, uh, I've got my friend Caitlin coming along to read our Bible verse. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Julia. What are we reading this morning? Today we're reading to you Hebrews 9, 19 to 27. Ah, fantastic, Caitlin. Take it away. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faith faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another uh, on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. If we deliberately keep on sinning after, we have received the knowledge of the truth. No sacrifice for sins is left. Ah, thank you so much, Caitlin. 
See ya. Bye. Isn't that amazing? She did such a great job. So that was Hebrews 10, 19 to 27. And it sits within a literary block of verses 19 to 39. We're just focusing on this first, first half this morning. Now, I want you to look at this. That looks like a big block of text, doesn't it? It's just kind of huge. And even though we've heard the Bible verse, often it can kind of just go over our heads. So a really good thing to do is to break it down. So let's look at this next one. This is actually, and you might not see this properly, but the point is to show you how the author is actually structured what he's trying to communicate to his audience, right? There's a lot of things going on here, and I'm going to take you through this this morning to really understand what's going on in the text, because we've got to really understand our Bibles, hey? So let's jump on to the next one. There are three things here, right? There's, in that body of text, there's three things going on. It says that on the basis of Jesus' sacrifice, we have access to God. That's verses 19 to 21. Then it goes on to these three, let us. Let us do these three things, right? And then it finishes with, if you reject Jesus, there will be consequences. On the basis of this, let us do these three three things. If you reject Jesus, there's some consequences, okay? So let's go on to this first one. Here you go here, that's where you see them all, right? Color-coded, wow, amazing. Okay, next one. First one, right? One of three. On the basis of Jesus' sacrifice. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body, right? So what this means, let me go here. What this means is that Jesus has opened up by his death, his sacrifice, by his blood, a previously closed way, right? So it's new. This way of being able to enter into God's presence is new because of what Jesus has done. It is a living way, meaning eternal life, right? This isn't just for now, but it actually gives us new life in Christ. And then... Uh, through the curtain, right? That, that's into the most holy place. So that's a reference back to the Old Testament and the temple saying through the curtain, which is where the presence of God dwelt, right? So we have a new, a living way into the presence of God because of the great high priest, that is Jesus. And we've done this in previous weeks through Hebrews and because of his sacrifice. So that's that first section. Let's move, move on to point two. And it says, There you go, on the basis of Jesus' sacrifice. Let's move on to point two. Let us do these three things, right? What three things? Well, first we have, let us draw near to God. Now these two here, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, right? With a sincere heart, with full assurance, that's the way in which we draw near to God, right? It's it's the... um, It's the manner in which we approach God, right? And then these next two, having our hearts sprinkled and, oh, go back, sorry, and having our bodies washed, right? That's actually, it's because of those, they're clauses, right? And this heart sprinkled is this internal cleansing because of what Jesus has done. And this actual second one, bodies washed, is a reference to baptism and external purification. So we've been purified because of Jesus inside and outside and that means we can approach God so this is this first one draw near to God and then our second let us right let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess because he is faithful okay hold 
right? This hold in Hebrews is the con- it's the content of hope rather than the act of hoping, right? It's the basis that what Jesus has, what God has said he has done in the past. Oh, sorry, next slide, this one, yeah. What he has done in the past, he has proven, his, he has proven himself that he is faithful to his word so we can be sure and hold on to the hope of the promises that are yet to be fulfilled. It's kind of like when you watch a movie and like I'm watching a lot of Marvel, right? So you know who's going to win in the end right? Because it's a given, like Thor is always going to win. Why? Because he's Thor. God is always going to deliver his promises. Why? Because he's God. You know, that's the way it goes. And that's why we can hold unswervingly onto our hope, even if we don't see the, like, even if we haven't seen the fulfillment of things yet, right? So we've got to keep on holding. And then we have a third let us, right? Uh, Let us consider how we may spur one another on to love and good deeds, um, not now this word this verse here might be a bit of a trigger for some of you not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing look I, I know this year we haven't been able to meet together uh, the way we have traditionally and there are seasons where the people of God are forced to innovate right and, and we see this in the Bible with the Jews when they're sent into exile um, and they had, to, they had to innovate. They couldn't go to the temple anymore. Uh, they couldn't go to the most holy place. So they, they came up with this kind of diaspora, Jews, the spread and, and the synagogue process. And, and, and there are other times, right, where the Jews were expelled later in the New Testament from Rome. And we see Pris- Priscilla and Aquila, their church is scattered and they're thrown kind of outside of Rome and, and then they gather again. Right? There, there are seasons where we are forced to innovate our method um, of, how, of how we remain connected together as the body. But the importance is that we remain connected as the body, such that when that season ends, we are still connected. Right? And it's the same with us. So, so don't let this be a trigger for you. you know? I, I know we're in, in a season at the moment, but seasons come and seasons go. Uh, let, let us stay connected in the body and, 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 and keep going in there. Because the emphasis on this verse isn't actually, the emphasis isn't actually on this part. The emphasis is the let us con- consider how we may spur one another on to love and good deeds. Right? That, that's conscious activities, thoughtful, like thoughtful, really outside of the box, creative ways of encouraging not, um, one another on and loving each other uh, in, in where we are in our faith and, and where we are as Christians, spurring one another on towards love and good deeds. And I just want to say a little bit as well here, these let us, let us, let us, it, it's not like uh, let us go to the park or let us have a cup of tea or you know, let us eat ice cream this evening. It's it's such a strong, it's that gym instructor kind of, you know, come on, let's do this. It's kind of someone pushing you out the door rather than, a, hey, maybe, do we want to go here? It's like, no, let's go here, right? We need to go here. Um, this, is what he, this is what the author is doing. Draw near to God, hold on to hope, spur one another on, right? Let's do this. Um, so I just, there, it's, it's a real strong encouragement there. 
Let's move on to that final. So this is our second point, let us. Let's move on to that final one, which was in green. <laughs> if you reject Jesus, there will be consequences. It finishes with this. If we deliberately keep on sinning, right? If we deliberately keep on sinning, then there will be judgment, right? So this is not referring to Christians in the process of sanctification, struggling with everyday temptations and failings like we all do. Um, this is those cases, uh, in those cases, Hebrews actually really encourages us to seek God's mercy and grace, say in 2.18 or 4.15 and 16. Uh, these verses actually descri describe someone who is deliberately, willingly and willfully rejecting Jesus, knowing full well who Jesus is and what he has done. Uh, we see this same scenario played out in Hebrews 6, 4 to 6. Um, and here in 10.26, the sin is mentioned generally, but later on, if you want to check it out for yourselves, in verse 29, um, it's actually explicit, it's kind of gone into more detail and it's someone who is arrogantly rejecting Jesus. So it says this active, deliberate act which is going on here, um, just to clarify uh, that, that final point. So in summary, what our verse is doing is on the basis of Jesus' sacrifice, we have access to God. So therefore, let us do these three things. If you reject Jesus, there will be consequences. It's a pretty great passage, but there's two more points I want us to consider when understanding what the Bible and what this Bible passage is doing, right? I want to go back to these let us, let us, let us, right? Because there is a real strong emphasis on them in the passage. I want you to look, let's have a look at this next one. There's something hidden here you might not have seen, which I actually learnt when I did it. Let's go to the next one. Okay, let us, with the full assurance of faith, let us hold unswervingly to hope. Let us consider how we may spread it on in love. Faith, hope, love. Have you heard those before? Corinthians 13, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, love. But the greatest of these is love also known as the cardinal virtues or the triad of moral behavior. Uh, we often see it in Paul's writings, right? Uh, in Romans 5, 1 to 5, in Galatians 5, uh, 5 to 6, in Colossians 1, 5, and in 1 Thessalonians 1, 3 and 5, 8. This comes up again and again and again in the Bible. And the author of Hebrews is picking up on, on Paul's writings in mentioning it. He intentionally goes faith, hope, love for a reason, right? And there is not a word wasted in the Bible. And when something is mentioned again and again and again and again, we have to pay attention to it. It's important. So the author is saying to his congregation who are tired, who are being persecuted, who are being told, up to, um, told to give up following Jesus, um, and who, who, are in these, who are in these groups together where they're seeing their friends and family go away from faith their friends and family uh, walk away from Jesus and 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 that's a really hard and pretty gutting place to be when you see those you love walking away from God um, it, it's really hard and and what the author of author of Hebrews is saying like that gym instructor he's saying come on guys faith hope 
love. Keep going. Why? Because of what Christ has done for us. Our next thing, the other bit, I said two more things to notice. The next thing is look at all this, right? You might not be able to see it that great, but I've highlighted it for a reason. Brothers and sisters, we, us, we, us, our, our, we, us, us, one another, together, one another, you, we, we, we. It's all about community and doing it together. So let's go back to me and my fitness stuff, right? Uh, back in the day, I did a boot camp and it was at six in the morning and it was 15, 20 minutes drive from my house. So I would have to set an alarm at 5.30, right? And in winter, 5.30 is dark and cold and you're in bed and your alarm goes off and you're tired and you don't want to get out of bed, right? And you especially don't want to get out of bed to go for a run. Like it's just like, oh, I don't want to go. But do you know what? There was 20 other people there at six in the morning and there was a gym instructor there at six in the morning and I'd paid for it. So you gotta go, you know? You gotta get yourself out of bed and you've gotta get there. And when you're there, you're grumpy and you're standing there and then the person goes, run. And you're like, oh, okay. And you start a bit slow, right? And, and then like you see everybody else starts to run. And you're like, okay, I can do this. Like, let's start to run, right? And then they like, you get the boxing gloves on and someone's like punching with you and they're punching really hard. And because they're punching really hard, you punch really hard back, right? There is this really important and amazing thing that happens when we do things together. We build momentum, we encourage one another and, and we get that kind of motivation to keep going and keep doing it. And when we're tired, like when the gym instructor's like, you know, come on, lift your legs. He says that because you're like running on the spot and you're lazy and you're like, oh, I don't want to lift my legs. He's like, come on, lift your legs. And you're like, okay, I'm lifting, I'm going. This, this, this is what this verse is all about. You know, it's about motivating each other. It's a keeping each other accountable. It's, it's drawing one another in together to remind each other to, to pursue God and to draw near to God and, and to hold on to hope and to keep going. And I know it's hard and I know it's tough, but we're going to keep doing this and we're going to keep doing it together. Um, so that's great. That's motivating. Let's take a bit of a breather because I just did a jog. What stops us? What slows us down? What stops our knees being that high in the air, you know, and just makes us run on the spot? Or what keeps us in bed? What draws you away from God? What causes you to let go of hope? And what stops you from spurring one another on? I don't know about you, but I can tell you my answers. For me, what draws me away from God? Wrong priorities. I, I don't make time in my day, but also I don't make time in my headspace. I get caught up with what's going on for me rather than looking to God, reflecting on God and his word, spending time in prayer. What causes me to let go of hope? I think I get focused on sinfulness. And, and I forget about grace and I forget about mercy. I get focused on the sinfulness in myself or in the world and I forget about the saviour. And then I lose hope. I forget, about that, I forget about that eternity we have waiting for us 
and I lose hope in the present. And then what stops me from spurring other people on? It's really simple, really selfishness. I just think more about me than I do other people. Maybe I get a bit jealous or envious of other people. I wish I could do that or, you know, I get more concerned with what's going on for me than the role I play within God's kingdom. And you know what? What what draws me back? What causes me then to to go the other way and, and, and to do what Hebrews calls us to here? Well, do you know what? It's it's my husband telling me to take a walk and spend some time with God. It's friends sending me a Bible verse. It's listening to a sermon and, and being encouraged by what the, the preacher says. It's, you know, someone kind of checking on me and going, hey, have you done your devos today? Or, you know, maybe it's calling a friend up and asking them to pray for me. It's actually that sense of Christian community which really helps me to get back on board with God and, and really seek him. Yeah, it's Jesus. And then we go to Jesus. And, and when I get there, they, are, they act as this signpost that points me to Jesus. And then when I get back to him, you know, I, I, all of those things get righted. All of those things that, that were stopping me, I get motivated again and we can keep going. So they're my answers to the questions. What are, what are your answers? What draws you away from God? What causes you to let go of hope? And what stops you from spurring one another on? I really encourage you this week to think about that and then to tell someone, a brother and sister in Christ. Give them a call. Go, to a, go have a coffee. We can do that. Um, because we're in this together and we really do need to encourage one another. So get creative. Pray together. What, you know, maybe you like to do music. Find someone to sit down and do music with, like worship together or listen to a song. Check in on each other. Encourage one another. Tell stories of hope. Remind yourself of the stories of God's faithfulness to you and to, to our community and share those stories when you're feeling low. Do these things together. Think outside of the box of maybe some of the things we can't do, but what can we do? Let's get creative in that space, um, especially in the way we can show our friends and family in the lead up to Christmas, which I'm so excited about. Um, let's think creatively about how we can do that. Anyway, thanks for, um, thanks for tuning in with us today, guys. And um, I really hope you've gotten something out of Hebrews. Go and read it this week. It is really a fantastic passage. And I think there's so much more if we spend some more time meditating on that word this week. Okay, let me pray. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done through Jesus by the Spirit. We thank you that your spirit is here with us, strengthening us and um, connecting us. We thank you that Jesus is our great high priest who has made that way and we can enter your presence. Lord, I pray for our community. Help us to hold on to hope, to, to seek you with, our, with faith and to spur one another on in love and good deeds. In Jesus' name, amen.